Welcome back to the Sleepwire Great Debate Show. As always, I'm your host, Sheen. Well, it wasn't a good week to be an NFL kicker or a high-profile head coach, but Monday Night Football will kick off in about 90 minutes' time and Week 5 will be a fading memory in no time. Speaking of Monday Night Football, we have a Ravens fan joining me at the podium tonight, Sleepwire's behind-the-scenes maestro, Justin Barber. How are you doing tonight, Matt? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. Do you need any Monday Night Miracles? Um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I had a really good weekend, surprisingly, in fantasy. Um, I could really use some old school Mark Andrews points, you know, from previous, yep. from previous years. Um, I got a few, a few Lamar and a few Mark Andrews since people were so down on them this year. Um, hoping to pull that out. If he can get me a good 21 points in my league of record, I, I think I'll be sitting pretty, but I'm not going to hold my breath either. Nice. Well, I'm hoping Mandrews has a big game as well. I need uh, need him to outscore Latavius Murray by four points in Scott Fishbowl and uh, and keep my season going quite well there. But I ran into the last quarter Austin Eckler buzzsaw in some leagues, but uh, thankfully he saved me in a couple as well. So what looked like a pretty solid week as I was getting ready for bed last night ended up being pretty disappointing on the whole. I have no more undefeated teams, sadly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Tonight, we're not talking about my team. We're not talking about Justin's team. In fact, we're not even talking about your team. Or maybe we are. Tonight, we are talking about two young wide receivers coming off career best performances. One from the Big Apple, we have controversial Giants live wire, Kadarius Tony, And from the Big Easy, we have the Saints preseason superstar, Marquez Calloway. As always, each of us will have two minutes to make the case for our player, followed by a minute of rebuttal. The end of the debates will cover any additional thoughts. And of course, we have the challenge flag. Each of us can throw our challenge flag once during the other person's time. Your challenge must be in the form of a question, and you're not allowed to challenge within the first 30 seconds of the other person's spiel. Justin, a little bit later, you'll be telling us why Kadarius Tony should be your waiver wire priority this week. But first, I'll be telling you why it's Marquez Callaway or the highway in the bayou. So Marquez Callaway, second-year undrafted free agent receiver. He has had 13 catches for 222 yards and three touchdowns through five weeks. 17.1 yards per reception, more touchdowns than Devontae Adams so far. But let's see what's actually exciting here. That's 10 catches for 200 yards and three touchdowns in the past three weeks. In fact, he scored 14.1, 9.4, and this week 24.5. PPR points over this stretch. He's led the Saints receivers in snap percentage every game so far this season. He's in the top third of the league for percentage of his team's air yards, percentage of his team's targets, and in the top 25% for average depth of target. They are all key metrics that you want to look for when you are finding potential breakouts. In fact, if you'd have caught those before this week, he'd already be on your roster when he blew up those 24.5 points. Now, probably not going to be starting him straight away. Probably wouldn't have started him this week, but You want these guys on your roster before they break out, and he is pointing to a big, big season. Now, Callaway's strengths suit the Jameis Winston offense as much as Sean Payton wants Jameis to be conservative. He just can't fight the urge to throw the ball up, and Callaway is among the league's best contestive catchers. If you saw the game Saints against New England, you would have seen Callaway snag a uh, what looked to be a Jameis Winston throw. He just can't help himself. He can't help himself and try to make plays. We saw this week Callaway come down with a Hail Mary. You know how hard that is? Only postseason legend Jeff Janis does that sort of thing. Now, although the Saints are on bye this week, they do have the easiest schedule for wide receivers between now and the rest of the season. To get your bye week out of the way early, you can have 
Marquez Callaway as a nice fill-in for the rest of your season. Now, that's all well and good, but Justin, tell me why I'm wrong. Well, I do like Callaway. I have him in some dynasty, but um, here is why you are wrong. I was excited about him in the preseason, but then I was kind of, I was sorely let down through the first couple weeks. Through weeks one and four, he was a desperation play at best. Um, he may have gotten you some points depending on when you played him. Um, he never really knew when those games were going to come. Uh, James Winston's 30 passes he threw in week five were the highest of the season. So far, Winston's been 28th in pass attempts, which is not very good. Um, this could be a new trend for the team, but most likely I'm leaning towards this being an anomaly. Uh, the Saints have a bye week coming up, as you mentioned, in week six. So that means that you would need to hold Callaway for a week. Um, for my fab bucks, I might want to maybe shoot for a higher ceiling, like uh, to, you know, Kadarius Tony, for example, spoiler alert, um, to maybe see <laughs> what he might have in, the, in that additional week. Uh, additionally, after that bye week, the legend himself, Michael Thomas, is eligible to come back from the pop, and he will demand massive target share. Um, also, Tracon Smith, remember that guy? He's also eligible to come back from IR. Now, I don't know what that really means, how that's going to divide up between these, these three wide receivers, um, but at very best, it, it could be a risky play. Well, Thoughts about Slant Boy and Trey Cornsworth. Yeah, we remember him from never doing anything in the NFL aside. <laughs> Make some fairly compelling points, but tell us why instead of Marquez Callaway, if you're not hiring him, we should be taking Kadarius Tony. Well, if Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla were to somehow have a baby, it would be <laughs> Kadarius Tony because this guy is electric. He was the first <laughs> round pick by the Giants. And uh, my main concern coming into the season was him being buried in the um, rookies typically take a lot of time to get going. Uh, the Giants have a lot of options to one receiver. However, due to the plague of injuries that has hit them recently in biblical level fashion, uh, Tony was thrusted up the depth chart. Uh, week four, he had six receptions for 78 yards. And week five, he had 10 receptions on 13 targets for an impressive 189 yards. Yeah, baby. He's the wide receiver four on this past week. Uh, he's putting a, he put up QB level numbers that week. Um, he also broke the Giants' receiving record for rookie in a game previously held by someone named Odell Beckham Jr. Um, now Tony did miss six minutes of that game for throwing a punch. Hopefully, this is an isolated incident. However, that makes his stat line even more impressive. Um, you know, Shepard. Slayton, Galladay, Barkley, they're all battling injuries. Uh, so who's who's left? It's Kadarius Tony. That's the guy. Um, I'll be remiss if I don't mention that Daniel Jones is Actually, also I'm going to throw my challenge flag there. Okay. All right. Let's go. Put, put some respect <laughs> on John Ross's name. <laughs> Please. Please give <laughs> <on> the question. <laughs> That's Please. it. Please. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, you know, I, I actually have always liked John Ross. He just never really had, had got it going. But really, I'm looking at Kadarius, uh, oh, sorry, Kadarius Tony as the wide receiver one on here. Uh, Daniel Jones entered the concussion protocol, so I have to mention that because Mike Lennon might be throwing him the ball. But Mike Lennon gave him 13 targets. Um, fantasy is all about opportunity, and right now, Tony has that opportunity. And when he gets healthy, the other players get healthy. I think Tony's draft capital and dynamic playability will uh, 
continue to give them looks. Make some compelling points there. Uh, absolutely. I can't deny that. But um, I'll tell you what no fantasy league gives points for, and that's for punching people in the helmet. <laughs> and I can tell you there are no stupider things to do in the NFL than punching someone in the helmet. And this is just the latest in a litany of knuckleheadery from Kadarius Tony. If you listen to Dynasty Wire, if you listen to our regular pod, you'll know that I think that he is a knucklehead. We saw knucklehead behavior from him in the offseason. And we've now seen knucklehead behavior from him during the season. Got ejected from Sunday's game for throwing a punch at man wearing helmet. Where's your head at? Now, when the Giants had their full complement of Shepard, Slayton, Golladay, he was nowhere to be seen. So how do you like his job security? Yes, they're all battling injuries, but you know who else is battling an injury? Kadarius Tony. Seems like everyone on the Giants is injured. He's just the next name on that list. And how will an ankle injury impact his ability to cut on a dime? That's his one wood in his golf bag. And then the, the last point I have, are you really trusting Jason Garrett and Daniel Jones for a fantasy-relevant wide receiver? So that's the uh, that's the end of our debate session. Let's, we usually like to finish up with some more general thoughts about these players. Well, what, what do you think about these two guys? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I like them both. You know, I have, a, I have a dynasty league where I have both of them on that dynasty league. I think right now they're both guys that we kind of got to see how it plays out in the season, um, how they're going to fit in. I know with Tony, he has the high draft capital. Uh, I mean, he looked great when he was on the field, but I mean, every week, you know, you, you don't know if Shepard or Slayton or Galladay are going to jump in there. Um, and then same thing with Call- uh, Callaway, you know, um, he's in a situation where we're going to have a bunch of wide receivers there. I don't really know how how Winston's going to shake out. So far, I you know I haven't been too impressed. Um, what are your thoughts on these guys? I I agree probably most of all with your point about ceiling. But we're coming into bye week time, and as is a running theme, whenever whenever people come on, they always want the exciting prospect, and I'm left with kind of the the meat and potatoes guy, and I go well. On a bye week, you want a bye week feeling he's not going to shit the bed. I think Marcus Marcus Callaway is probably less likely to shit the bed than uh, Kadarius Tony. That being said, I love Tony Ceiling, and I thought we saw it this week. He had like he was the wide receiver four. He didn't score a touchdown. Um, right, and I think I think he, those will be got, coming. You know, yeah, yeah, I agree. He's got game breaking ability. the The job security concerns are real because the Giants are a bad franchise, and they are going to see Kadarius Tony as as a replacement. They have Sterling Shepard, who is Jones' favorite target. We saw Golladay actually start to play some good football. Slayton's more of a deep threat. If they move Tony outside, he's played almost exclusively from the slot. But if they move him outside, he's going to be as irrelevant. He's played outside in those first two weeks, and that's that's where he was playing. Went through two games where a, a zero touch game actually improved his rating in week two. So. That's why I think that both of these guys are going to be boom bust, but the booms from Tony are going to be higher. So, uh, talking roster construction wise, I think it's okay to go for for Tony, and I'd rather drop more fab on getting Tony on my roster. If you need a safer option for me, it's Callaway. I'm less worried about Thomas coming back, uh, but uh, you're right. I personally, I don't think Thomas ever play, takes another snap for New Orleans. So, hmm. yeah, I think you make good points. I agree with the floor ceiling. Um, you know, the thing I like about Tony is he is so new. A lot of times it does take these 
rookie wide receivers a little time to get going and get acclimated. So um, I do like the unknown that we have with him. I like what we've seen from him the last week. And I think if that continues or he is able to uh, reserve a permanent spot higher in the depth chart, he'd be a really good add for for your roster depth. Yeah, and I think those injuries to key Giants players are going to help him, whether it's Glennon or Jones. He's clearly their best playmaker. I was I was not a massive fan of Tony coming into the season. I thought that there were better types of players, better sorry, better versions of that same type of player, Dimitri Felton, Elijah Moore, um, who had done more with less, as it were, because Tony basically had one year of production when he was older than everyone else and, and a whole bunch of COVID opt-outs. So, you know, you're sort of scarred a little bit by that. And I was worried that his ceiling might be a few design plays, sort of Tavon Austin style. Um, and I think we've seen that he's he's got a bit more to him than that. Um, but I... This is this is also and his name's mud in the NFL at the moment. Is that he was the guy Urban Meyer wanted, and then blinked and took Travis Etienne to to play that same uh, H back role that was right. so successful for him in Ohio State. So, you know, if you if you don't trust Urban Meyer's judgment, perhaps uh, perhaps Tony's not the uh, the guy for you. But I'm going to be putting bids in for Tony in a few leagues. I've got him in a couple of dynasty leagues. He was. Um, he was a late pick for a guy with so much draft capital. I think everyone was just basically out on him. And it's almost like, well, I guess Kadoris Tony's available. Better pick him up in the, the mid to late second round. So he was excellent, excellent value. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on these guys before we move on to uh, waiver chat? No, no, I, I think I'm pretty good. Excellent. Well, who are you targeting this week on the waiver wire? Well, I think Daryl Williams is pretty high on there um, with the CEH injury. he If he's not rostered already, I think he's a good pickup. Um, they've been using him in the last couple of weeks anyway, um, so yep. he's had some good fantasy value. Um, he really should have been picked up last week, but if he's still out there, I think people should go snag him right away. Um, someone else I like is A.J. Dillon for similar reasons that I think that he's, he's been getting going as well in that offense. And we know that that secondary running back role has value in green Bay. Um, and I would say the last that's kind of on my radar right now, I think Rondell Moore, if he's out there, a lot of people got sour on him. He had the big week. He was the talk of the waiver wire. And then I've seen him drop all over the place. And with Max Williams getting injured, that's just one less target in that very, very dynamic high-scoring offense. Um, so I would look to see if he's out there. I think he's a really good pickup. Um, I've held him through that in a few leagues that I have. Um, I haven't played him. You know, he's definitely a riskier play. But I think <laughs> if Max Williams is out, um, hopefully we can see a little more consistency from his from his target share. Yeah, I think that's um, that's a good call on Rondell Moore. He's uh, rostered in fifty three percent of sleeper leagues at the moment, or sleeper redraft leagues. I think he's he had a bit of a bounce back game this week, so you might see him him get a reprieve from people who might have dropped him otherwise. But you're right, he's he's available in sort of half half of uh, half of all the leagues out there. We've been talking Giants. Devontae Booker is he of any interest to you as a one or two week? Well. Could be up to a month filling, I suppose, with Saquon. But I think that's also a good opportunity for Tony to get involved in some of those backfield plays. Absolutely. You know, um, with Tony, he got one carry each of the weeks. Um, so I can see them using him in kind of that gadget position. But 
any any running back in the Giants' backfield, I think, is worth picking up. Um, you know, we saw Wayne Gallman last year be very successful for rosters to be able to plug in. Um, and I think Booker could definitely be that. Look, I mean, even anywhere in the NFL, if you get a starting running back, it's it's gold, especially the, these days in this season. So I like him as a pickup. I'll give yeah, I uh, I think it could be a nice nice feeling if you need him for these bye weeks. I'll give you a question without notice here, and it's three uh, tight ends who are rostered in less than ten percent of leagues, and are any of them of interest to you this week? And that's David and Joker, Ricky Seals Jones, and Dan Arnold. Yeah. Um, so pass. while you're gathering no, your kidding. thoughts, <laughs> Arnold had uh, six six for sixty four on eight targets this week. Seals Jones in uh, in Washington filling in for the injured Logan Thomas had eight targets as well, five catches for 41 yards. And uh, Dave Njoku had that long touchdown in um, in the Cleveland game, having been basically unsighted. But he actually finished with seven, for, uh, seven catches on seven targets, 149 yards and a touchdown. That Cleveland offense needs someone to catch the ball, and Njoku looks to be playing more wide receiver than tight end. Right. And he's had uh, he's had some flashy moments this season as well. Um, I'm a little concerned with the consistency in that offense in general. Um, it's, they they seem to spread it around a lot. Um, maybe hyper focus on a player a game. Um, you know, I was interested in Dan Arnold too. I, I you know they were really heavy on the tight end. Uh, they went and they aggressively got him. Um, yep. So I think that that says at least the mentality of what they want to do there. Um, I know that I had, I, you know, in some deeper leagues, I've already picked him up. Um, I have him on a dynasty league already. I'm not saying that he's a, a necessity to go to, but he's definitely worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, I think he's um, one to watch in, in dynasty. I think maybe the, the ship sailed for trading for him, but that's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting they held on to him as well. Maybe they just didn't have any buyers uh, when they try, tried to move him on. So have you got any other thoughts about uh, about week five? Uh, uh, week six, sorry, coming up? No, no, you know, not off the bat. Um, forward to this Ravens game tonight, Ravens-Colts game. Um, yep. You know, it should be a fun one. Let's hope so, and let's hope it's a, a good result for, for you as well. But uh, thanks for joining me this week, mate, and uh, tell the good people at home where they can find you. So you can find me on Twitter at Justin-B. Um, and you can pretty much find me on any Sleeper Wire article posted as doing the graphics there. So, Yes, Justin is our graphic designer extraordinaire, our website designer extraordinaire. So if either of those are in your wheelhouse, definitely give him a shout. But thank you all of you for tuning into The Great Debate. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Sleeperwire Show. Chuck a few dollars on Patreon if you're so inclined. If not, subscribe, rate, review on your favorite podcast platform. Check out the other great sleeper products, our call-in shows, The Blitz on a Wednesday and uh, the pregame Blitz on a Sunday. Get your start, sit, questions answered live. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Sheehan Solo and we will catch you next time here at The Great Debate.